You don't like me cooking? Oh, don't be such an old bitch! You're drunk! You don't know what you're talking How can I possibly like the horse shit you fix us for supper? You're drunk! I, you won't be saying that. In the kitchen shanty cooks. It was fried donuts three you're times drunk. a day. You're Country drunk. Country hand bigger you're than your drunk. Food. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. me. <laughs> be drunk. Damn ye. Drunk since I first laid eyes on you. You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? Drunken in a Virginia fence. I seen it. You're fond of me lobster. Say it. Say it. Say it! I don't have to say nothing. Damn you! Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow! The color purple, niggas is losing confusion. But one time on pursuit, losing, grabbing niggas up in this movement to rule shit. Cop versus the block, shorties is school quick. Lesson number one if you arrested and hung, where niggas is from, gotta keep a lid on your tongue. It's like salad murder. I hit blunts hard like Ray Mercer. The valid words of a prince in the palace of Persia. The cardiac closure, plus the trees. But who's the fat one to make his nose take a freeze? And got enough gall to rock ice and all so, hi, and welcome to the Only Movie Podcast. This is Andrew. <laughs> and this is Douglas. In the in the continued bi-weekly effort of Andrew to let Damien relapse into old-timey rap. <laughs> All right. So, I didn't relapse to old-timey rap. Douglas, tell Andrew what I'm listening to. What? Whitney Houston. <laughs> I did relapse. Whitney, I will always love you, Houston. I did relapse. I did <laughs> Uh, so listen here. here. No, is it here? I have a problem. Yeah. While I do not necessarily disagree with your general choice, mm-hmm. um, I have an issue with your specific timing of that choice. Okay. Because you and I both know mm-hmm. that a certain uh, young gem. Lady. Yes. No, not even a young lady. We can talk about the young lady okay. at some other point. But a certain gem of an album mm-hmm. hit about a week ago. Yes. And it there has been nothing else that I've been listening to. <laughs> Joey, the baddest of asses, yeah. released an album called 2000. Right, but unlike you, yes. does he I know it's 2022? No, he does not. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> I listened to that album exactly one time. What? And it triggered me. Okay, fair enough. To fair enough. <laughs> and the thing I like about that album is it's, it's, it's a grow. Yeah, because. Actually, when I first listened to it, I was like, it's all right, but you know, it could be better, but it, the more you listen I, to it, the I more, don't understand how someone who is that much younger than me is able to bring that much nostalgia. Can so, you imagine? Rap in 2020. It feels so, like he's making these albums. So to have a completely ludicrous comment, I'll yeah. share with you a conversation I had with Renato over the weekend. Um, I was listening to the new Beyonce album. Oh, um, Renaissance. I have that. Yeah. Um, and like we were listening through it and we had comments and eventually I came around to talking about just general popular music and how like some artists who exist for a really long time, especially in popular music, how their music will trend with whatever actually is popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. They might start being in soul or in a R&B thing. Let's start talking about Whitney Houston. And then at some mm-hmm. point they'll do a disco album right kind of thing or do like disco music 
And I decided to describe disco because I couldn't remember the word disco in this very moment of having the conversation. I decided yeah. to describe disco as American soca. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Right? No, that's wrong because disco is good and soca is bad. <laughs> um, disco is what now? Disco is good. I... There are I good disco songs. It's not my favorite um, genre, right? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say the Bee Gees yeah. as a bad <laughs> Because it sounds like you're about to get started. <laughs> I'm just joking. I actually don't care. Also, disco is fine. Also, Rick Hannes. <laughs> First of all, that's not disco. That's fine. Right? Second of I all, just... um, slap. <laughs> I just want to share with you my epiphany of, of genre descriptions. That's also, you see, the, the, I love how we went down this path mm-hmm. because what we have quite quickly and efficiently glossed over mm-hmm. is the fact that Andrew thinks that Beyonce's album is disco. No, I what we were it. talking about, we were talking about popular music and how it mm-hmm. just trends with music. Yeah. And then I got into Whitney Houston from there as like an analogy as to like the thing. Because we were talking a lot about the Beyonce album and she's like, yo, this does sound like Beyonce. Like Beyonce, Beyonce needs to stick with her music and not be doing like this young people sound thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, well, this is what music always yeah, did. Look at Whitney to, and disco yeah. albums. Right. Yeah. And- <laughs> she had to do that because we're old and don't care about spending money on music. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, who, who did do a disco or? album? A few years back is the arcade fire and it wasn't so hard have you listened to the new arcade fire album by the i have way? not yet i have it in I my queue that i keep meaning to listen yeah. to but i haven't listened to it yet yeah i got it it's an album <laughs> is it american <laughs> soko no <laughs> no <laughs> give me an album to listen to oh I yeah to shit oh yeah oh and, uh, i love her I knew that's what you were talking about. Arlo Parks. Arlo Parks. No, no, another one, but similar. Well, similar in the sense that she's a lady and she sings, but not not similar in the sense of the music. Um, So we're still talking about Beyonce then, okay? Very much superior. Uh, We're talking about Amber Mark. (laughs) Okay. Um, that album is all right amber well no i think i'm just mixing up the names now because i watched a tiny disc and i think it's amber mark now now that you say it out loud okay yeah well she is amazing okay (laughs) she's she's pretty good Um, i have been so i think well last podcast we spoke about this girl actually Mm -hmm. and and how much i I, I fell in love with her Um, but just to say it one more time uh i was listening to her album on repeat stopped she then decided to come into my living room at a Pitchfork Music Festival mm-hmm. and said, Douglas, why have you stopped? And I had to apologize sincerely and continue listening to her again nonstop. Since the only reason I've only listened to her maybe once or twice this week is because Joy Badass had an album, but I'm still listening to her album. Yo, if you don't have it yet, get it. You, I'm happy that you've gotten it yes. and you're, you're on board. <laughs> I genuinely am trying to keep away from comfort music <laughs> of the rap type. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is well the comfort. Yeah. As I'm about to say, there isn't much lately. There is right. joy and well, right. but, you but know. I have this habit of there's like, there's one name you're missing out on here. Who's that? Kendrick. <laughs> no, I very much was not. 
I have a bad habit of falling off like midway through the year. I'm like, I'm going to listen to new music, I promise. <laughs> and then at some point, my phone is just, oh, these are the albums I always listen to. And I, I'm trying my very best. And so far, I've been good. Andrew's trying to beat me. Yep. He did get me one week. One week, mm-hmm. I did relapse hard. Yep. <laughs> but not this time. It's it's been my joy of 2022 <laughs> to keep keep pressing that button hard yeah. and yeah. hoping it works. Yeah. Right. Um, Douglas posted something today that almost got me to realize. Did I the acoustic. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Amish song. Yeah. yeah. I I was dying when I watched that because what it does actually sound good, but outside of that. The guy in the background playing that bass, yeah. like he was so corny. It was great. Like, <laughs> I will not fall prey to this type of behavior. <laughs> I'm better than this. Well, regardless of that, we're here not to talk about all of the musical genres and how they relate to others yeah. that I can continue to call them American Soka, or I can think of 20 other things just American called Americans. American this and American that. <laughs> Um, but we're here to discuss the latest outing from a filmmaker that Douglas and Damien beloved. Um, his latest film, The Forgiven, is here to ask us, can we forgive? You got into a car with a drunk, which makes you an accessory. I feel like I've been an accessory for a long time now. Now listen, are you going to Mopal weekend, or are you going to enjoy yourself? It's not the kind you enjoy yourself, you know. I suppose I can make the effort. Did he mention money? No. He wants you to return with them to bury the boy. It is customary in these parts. So yes, um, this film, The Forgiven, directed and written by John Michael McDonough, um, stars one Mr. Ray Fiennes and also Jessica Chastain, among many others. Um, a name that I'm sure will bring up at some point, but I won't say out loud because I'm not allowed to by law, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the story is about this this couple, Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain, who are attending a party of a friend of theirs in Morocco. And along the way to the party, um, they... A boy dies in an accident. A local, a local young man by the name of Driss dies in a car accident, um, jumping out in front of the car. The Ray finds is caught up in the whirlwind of this of this death, having to now go on a journey to the boy's um, hometown, home with his father to bury the child. While at the same time, Jessica Chastain stays behind at the party to figure out what this all means to her, have a good time, be a part of debauchery, and just some general My- uh, Michael McDonough goodness. Douglas, yes, sir. please tell me, am I crazy or are you? Well, I mean, if you don't like this movie, then you are the crazy one. So let's start there. This movie is amazing. Um, while it is very subdued for <laughs> Mike McDonough. Uh, I forgot, right? So myself and Damien have really harped on some of his more outlandish or, or ridiculous movies like War on Everyone, right? Where it's just, 
I mean, some people might not find it funny because they're normal, but me and Davian, we, we get it, right? Um, and and so we, I know I at least very recently um, thought about him as this this ridiculous dark co co darkly comedic man, especially because his cousin, I believe, um, did things like in Bruges and all of that yes. work. And so you kind of love them together. You're like comedy, and then. This movie, I remember about like maybe not so much as halfway, but a good little bit into the movie, maybe a half an hour. It dawned on me, and I said it out loud. I was like, I forgot that this guy does angry movies all the time. To so like, like, do you you remember was it Calgary? Calgary. Oh, Calgary, yeah. right? Where it um it was the the movie about the um the church mm -hmm. in, in I think it was Ireland. Yes. Um and just the hatred, the anger, the hurt that was just pervasive in that movie. It was, a, it, it, that's what this film brought me back to, right? And it wasn't as raw or as searing as that movie, but it was very much um, in the limelight. It was there um, simmering below the surface. And listen, I know I have a bias, Right, um, in in love in this movie, uh, but all the teams played hard. Um, the the actors did the acting, the directors did the directing, and the writers did the writing. Right, this I feel like this movie is extremely tight um, and just well done. Right, and I enjoyed it. Um, the the story is very much like. I don't know if we've gone through like the, the, the gist of it, but as you said, Andrew, this fellow who is a bit of a drunk, and by a bit, I mean a lot mm -hmm. of a drunk, um, <laughs> drives and kills a man, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the family comes and says, all right, listen, you, at the very least, I'm not going to like hold you responsible like I should, but you need to come to... Um, this random place that I live in and hope that I don't kill it. All right. Mm -hmm. um, so let's figure that out. And it, it goes from there. And there is, he does this thing with this weird juxtaposition of Ray Fiennes, um, not necessarily fearing for his life though he is, but just in this, this um, awkward is like the, 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 more, the lightest way to put it. But, in, in this very difficult situation of having to kind of face up to the consequences of what he's done, um, while it's like this slow burn of every moment you're thinking, is this going to escalate, right? And he's thinking it, the, 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 the family's thinking it, you're thinking it as, as you're watching it, and, and that tension is palpable, it's there all the time. And then, hard cut to Doctor Who and um, the rest of the clan um, having, yeah, having the time of their lives, drinking like, you know, honey and tea and um, just living it up. And, and you know, it's, it's so like, there's a scene, right, where the father of the boy comes to pick him up. And that scene is kind of like where both of those words collide. 
um, where you get the, the pain um, of, of the, the serious thing that has happened versus the, the fun and honestly just like completely unfeeling assholishness of these rich people where he, this man is picking up his son, his dead son. They are moving his body into the, the car so that he can take him home. And while that is happening, first of all, Doctor Who, um, who is the the fellow who is holding the party. Um, Just for the sake of saying it, um, Matt Smith. Because there are many Doctor Whos, and I don't know who true. someone will pick up as their point of reference for Doctor Who. Which one. This is all right, fine. Prince Philip, right? Um, Prince Philip is actually there are two Prince Philips now. So <laughs> I mean, he. He's the bad guy in Morbius. You know that movie everyone has seen? Whatever. <laughs> the Prince of Philip who? The Prince of Philip Doctor. Uh, whatever. Matt Smith. <laughs> um, is, so, so they're at the gate and they're kind of like, you know, almost indifferent. And then he remembers, wait, I forgot something. And immediately, just, you would think you were at the Super Bowl or the Olympics opening ceremony or something. But... There was just a, an explosion of light in the sky with all of the fireworks that were available in the, on the earth that, that year um, just done. And it, it, it just showed like, you know, these people just didn't care. Um, and, and so you had that side of it as well with, as you said, the wife debauching and having fun and whatever. Um, but this movie is definitely a, a very serious movie, and it is one that I would, as always, because there is a McDonough staff on it, recommend. I would say this as well. I continue to be intrigued, and uh, I, I, I feel like there's a bingo card that I'm, I'm playing whenever I watch one of these folks' movies, right? Whether it's Michael McDonough or Martin McDonough, right? Where I I love to see who where is the the crossfading, right? Who who is going to show up? Which Martin actor is going to show up in 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 Michael's movie, or which Michael actor is going to show up in Martin's movie? So we already have, and I I feel like the name that Andrew didn't want to say is my favorite double-barreled man, Caleb Landry Jones, uh-huh. right? Um, who is in multiple movies of both of, both of theirs, yeah. right? Um, and he's also in this film as Doctor Who's lover. Uh, you have Ray Fiennes finally showing up in a Michael McDonough movie coming from in Bruges, right? Um, and you have a bunch of other folks who are just smattered all over the place. And it's fun to... I, I, I feel like, and I know I'm just projecting this onto, onto these folks because I want to think that, you know, everything is, is this fun um, ragtag team of, of people that just love to, to, to put these things together. But it's, it's cool to think of um, these, the, the McDonald's as developing almost like a stable of people, a, a, a cadre of friends that they like to work with. Uh, that will just continue to um, get swapped out, and as as a new person comes in, they kind of you know um, do the wrongs. So at the end of the day, this movie is great. Um, please watch it. We will have to talk about this a little later in the year, <laughs> and get Andrew very upset. <laughs>
Damien? Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Damien, and I'm here to say that Douglas is not entirely correct in his assessment of this movie. And uh, we'll use <laughs> his microphone. <laughs> uh, listen, I... This man has made three other movies that are in my all-time. They're all-times. Um, and uh, Calvary is a... Oh, are we just talking about relativity? Because I agree, it's not number one, if that's all you're saying. No, no, yeah, no. I'm just saying my expectation for all his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, the guard was the first one we saw. It, it, like, it blew us out <laughs> for the wall. Like, we didn't expect anything like it. Um, he made Calvary, and that is... That is a mind, like that is a desert island. That is not just tops. That is a movie that will live with me forever. <laughs> it is Rambo to Ikiru levels of like it is. I would I'd kill somebody <laughs> for that movie. And I warn everyone, despite Andrew's wrongness, wrongness about that movie, is it's perfect. It's just not like that one while. For me and Douglas, it doesn't feel tailored to me like Calvary does. And this movie just feels like a movie. Yeah. And I did not expect that, that from sucks. him. That sucks. You say yeah. you say everyone played hard. You're incorrect. Ray Fiennes played hard. <laughs> <laughs> no one else was asked to do anything. I mean, uh, I'll also <laughs> give I'll give I'll give a tip of the hat to Chris Abbott. Who's right. That? He's he's the one who be- becomes the boyfriend of Jessica yeah. Chastain at the party, okay. right? But he's just it, at that point, most of the people in those scenes are just having enough fun that if like you right. enjoy their shtick enough right. that like, you, like you're on it. The only right? other person I could say played hard was the father because he was so cantankerous. But this movie is a refined vehicle, and. If you come to this movie looking for an incredible performance from Ray Fiennes, then you'll get that. But you already knew Ray Fiennes can do this. This is yeah. Not I've seen I've seen the I've I've seen the Lord of not Lord of the Rings. What's the what's the other uh, the Harry Potter James movies? Fox. I know yeah. Ray Fiennes can act. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone has seen those movies. Um, but this movie isn't. Like, there's nothing in there that is truly special. And so while this movie is bad, this movie is just a boilerplate. This is, we're going to show you the juxtaposition between the wealthy bourgeoisie and abject poverty, but we're going to take it out of uh, any like inner city um so it's not a high rise versus like they're in the desert so there is just these people who have to survive in the desert and then there's these rich people who have come from far and wide to enjoy the the few um like this one space that is just excess in the middle of the desert where they've spent all this money they've bought up um oasis in order for people to splash around in like it is just this big ridiculous thing that they've spent this money on and invited all these people to have this party 
and refines is at the start of the movie he is irredeemable big letters he's a bad person and he's a rich terrible man and his wife is vapid and awful they're these terrible people and the one thing that i thought was going to matter in this movie was that the two young boys were trying to rob these people because they had a pistol and they were supposed to stop and then distract and then they'd run up with the pistol and i thought that would play more into what this movie was going to be about and halfway through the movie i realized that this is he's not trying to do a kind of beta switch or whatever there's a thing that happens and it tips off what is going to happen at the end of the movie and um doctor who the thing i that is clever about this movie that doctor who continues to drop hints that he is the most racist person oh, yeah. of all time but he doesn't really need to drop hints because yeah. He just is yes. throughout the movie. And um, but I, so, I have to say that I'm very happy that you're running with what oh, I'm doing. Oh. And so while, while you understand that the story arc is this irredeemable person will come to gain some appreciation through this trial that he has gone through. And he will be able to see these people as human people because of what has transpired and you see him go through a transformation but the thing that the mcdonald's will never do is give you a classic hollywood ending yeah. and so i knew what was going to happen and it did play out that way but that's not what makes this movie not seem special like there is nothing above a redemption arc and there is no all right let us make this um intentionally funny because he did that like calvary is a angry movie it is also one of the funniest movies ever. <laughs> yeah, because, movie was not funny. right yeah. and it didn't I, I don't know if it, they try to pair back the moments of humor to like drive home just how serious this kind of situation is but this this movie does not feel special like this movie could could have been made by someone that isn't the mother well i would disagree with that right i mean the movie itself sure could have yeah but and and that's something that i was worried about because as i said to you before we, we spoke i saw the trailer for this movie mm-hmm. and i honestly was completely turned off i didn't want to watch this movie i thought Again, this is a regular movie. Who cares? And the only reason I, I gave it a chance um, and came in very open was because at the end yeah. of the trailer, yeah, after a, I was already upset about this movie, it's a, it said movie exactly. <laughs> um, and so I watched. Oh, it this is I, so good. <laughs> I want. I, really, I want to. I want to remind you guys. I came on this podcast a year ago yeah. and talked about this movie, and I was thrown out of the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was told not to say ill of this man's name. Yeah. Right? So the minute I knew this came on for all of us to see, I knew it was hitting the spreadsheet soon. Uh And I've just been sitting here waiting for some some sense to knock this podcast. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen here, this movie is perfect. Go away. Um, but, well, this movie is not perfect, but this movie is really good. And, and I would, again, I disagree with you that this movie could have been made by anyone in the sense that the way that McDonough has made this film is not a way that anybody could make right. it, right? It is, it, it transcends what it could be, which is just a regular movie so, because of how he does what he does. Right. And, and one final thing, right? Just to say that you recognize Ray Fiennes. Yes. Andrew has recognized Loverboy. Yes. We... The notorious CLJ, what? <laughs> oh, no, 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 he, he, he don't, uh, lover boy, CLJ yeah. is CLJ, mm-hmm. um, he is, I guess, also lover boy, mm-hmm. um, and I will recognize him because he's always great, um, he doesn't have a lot to do here, but what, boy, when he gets, yes, most people mm-hmm. are not given a lot to do mm-hmm. in this movie, <laughs> um, but one person that we have not recognized, mm-hmm. that deserves recognition, and maybe I am raising him up a little bit higher, because he definitely is the one piece of comic relief in this movie. But um, the head of the household, shall we call him? Yes. The, the head, uh, or, the, the person that runs mm-hmm. the, the castle or, or whatever yeah. this, this thing is, um, that works for Doctor Who, is amazing, right? He, um, he, he definitely does what he needs to do. He doesn't necessarily transcend, and he yeah. is not a Ray Fiennes in this yeah. scenario, but his character, how it's written, he is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he, the actor himself, is, is proficient and efficient in how he portrays him. Mm-hmm. So much so that anytime he's on screen, I am happy. I am, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. ready for it. He, he also speaks in Proverbs, which is pretty good. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. <laughs> All right, so what else? Maybe I was too harsh. I'm not saying that no, this movie is bad. I am not saying that this movie is bad. This movie is not bad. Okay. It is just not special. And if you put if you put his name on a movie based on his prior works, I expect something that I am supposed to look forward to watching over. Like I upon this one viewing have done, I have seen this. Like, there's, there's no pull for me to go get this movie and watch this movie time and again. And even if I do get this movie, it will be beside three far superior movies, which means the likelihood of me watching it is as close to zero as... And that yeah. piece I will agree with. This is definitely the lesser of yeah. all of his works, right? But it's still... I would say it's special. It may not be special-er or at the same level of special as the rest of them, but it's definitely special. It is. There is a sheen on top of what could have been a third of this film that that this man has 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 placed. I find it fascinating Mm -hmm. that Douglas looks on this movie and sees the shit movie that would have existed (laughs) from another director and thinks this is better as opposed to me looking at this and just seeing a shit movie. And the truth of the the fact is I more agree with Damien where I don't actually think this movie is capital B bad, right? It's just not really good, right? It's just like, like, which is probably the more upsetting output for me in most movies' cases where I'm just like, to this movie like and the thing i think that holds this movie back the most for me 
is it seems to want to be between those two extremes, right? It's one thing if we had a movie that stayed entirely at the mansion and we could see the comparative of the debauchery, rich versus the the staff and the poor and the people who... who And it could be... And I guess I probably hadn't seen these movies yet when I watched this last year. It could be analogous to like the bourgeoisie film that we saw with um i've forgotten the director's name right now um, <laughs> Bunuel, like yeah. Bunuel's work um but then or it could have been the movie that's actually just this man going on this journey but the fact that we keep switching between it feels like you're never focusing on one thing and it doesn't even feel like you're comparing the two either right it just feels like two separate movies that they decide to split their time between right and it's just kind of like Fuck it. <laughs> I don't like you guys. Yeah, no. So I I'm taking my, my ball and I'm going home. Right. But I clearly I'm not where Andrew is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this movie is disjointed or feels like two separate. I think the just supposition works. I just don't feel like this movie like this movie is a redemption story but has a McDonough ending to the story. Mm-hmm. And while so, I appreciate that, I don't find the redemption and the process that he goes through, like, I will find it captivating. So if this and, is a redemption story, yeah. then it's Ray Fine's story, right? Yes. Because what's, what's Jessica Chance staying story? Oh, no, no, she's not. There, no right. one then why are we him. watching that story for... F- for so that you can understand the type of person that he is as in his at his core he's these terrible people he's even he's probably the worst of all of these terrible people and he agreed because they basically convinced him that by going on this journey he'll be seen as an honorable man and so he's like all right i'm and he's like, I'm only bringing a thousand euros. I don't care what these people say. And I'm going to go and do this so that I can come back and be seen as being doing the honorable thing. Also, I don't want these people to come back with the police or go to the consulate. I don't want to get into real trouble. And this is how I avoid actual repo. Because the whole point of the debauchery is to show you people who have lived their entire life without real consequence. Yeah, no. And so he now has to go on this journey, and this journey is of consequence. And Ray finds is good, but he's always good. I just don't feel... And Douglas said that the writing was on point. I'll also give him that. It's just that I don't feel that this is a movie that only McDonough could make. The Guard is only is a movie he alone can make. Calvary and especially Warner No one else is making that movie. No one can make that movie. And so I just didn't think that he was capable of making even a standard. I watching him make a normal movie is just not what I come to him. Yeah. If if Chris Nolan's name was on this movie, we'd have gone, boy. Is, re- is this really what we want from Chris Nolan? You see, that's the thing, right? Yeah. I actually cannot wait for you to 
spend a little time away and then come back to it. Because essentially what I'm hearing is he should have done better. Because yeah. because I like his other things more. Yeah. But when no, you just like a lot of the other things, you know, when you forget the hype, right? You you know already what it is, and then you watch it again. I, I'd I'd like to see what your your no like recalibrated opinion. Hey is Damien. Hey I, Damien. I, I, I spent a year away from this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, I'm I'm throwing uh, cold water this argument <laughs> because one of one of the hype is one of my favorite movies of all of the time. <laughs> Not just no time, all the time. <laughs> and so there won't be a point where I go and look. Like, if Lars puts out another movie and it's just this, and you and I would be like, hey, Lars. Don't, if, don't, if don't is, bring Lars into this conversation. If this is what we're okay. doing, then you don't have to do this, dog. <laughs> We have other people that can make boilerplate movies. This ain't for you. If you don't have anything great to come to the table, then just hold off until you have something. I'm upset. This means, um, this means I might have a hard time later in the year. Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't. Unless you put this at number one and force us to, <laughs> and, uh, force us to put it at ah. number 10. <laughs> Strategy is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew does that every year. Andrew is just like, this has to be on the list. It's my number one. He doesn't believe a word of it. Yeah. But we have we have another one by Martin a little later yes. in the year, so I'm yes. excited. Um, not a bad movie, as Andrew says, not capital B bad. And Andrew, but I don't know. Have, do, you I think it's, do you think it's bad at all? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's because there's only first movie right. in a capital. And so not bad. It's not I, bad. I will have no. This is this is what I call this is what I call a screen, bad movie. That's <laughs> last year. I'd like to formally apologize. You 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 may have been a little harsh, but you accurately described what this movie was, and we weren't here for it because, of course, not. <laughs> yeah. I think I even at the time I was like, I know I'm not going to get to finish this <laughs> sentence, but <laughs> um, and and here lies the thing. I think this movie is bad, but it's the kind of bad that is like it's so middling that you don't really want yes. to watch the movie it's bad. Mediocre. It's it's not that it's it, like we know there That's are worse better. movies than this, but yes. I much prefer to watch the worse movies than to I watch this. Again. With you. <laughs> so some of them, some oh, of them. Yeah. <laughs> If they have a fast <laughs> and a foolishness in the title, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this it's just kind of like, you know, whatever. As much as it pains me, I, Douglas, this movie is not something. No! <laughs> it's the first one of his look, that look, has Look, Douglas, Douglas, to make you feel a little bit better, I didn't make it red in the spreadsheet. Yeah. Just, so that, just so that you don't feel, left, you don't feel unheard. Yeah. Right? It's yellow. <laughs> so moving down the list of what I've been watching. Yes. Right? Sports. I got a few things to talk about. No, nope, no sports. Okay. Um, I could I... talk about my new preseason. Would you like to talk about my new no, preseason? Absolutely not. I said, listen here, some women were playing some European football. And some okay. women were running up and down on a track. No, no, I said sports. And I... <laughs> All right. So I, I'll talk about movies and you guys can just take it away with sports. Um, okay. <laughs> I watched the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. Uh, it is good. It is very good. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about it because like, yeah. I don't know what perceptions you have about the movie, but A, you're wrong. 
okay. <laughs> it's not that movie. <laughs> so, so someone wrote an article that gave away like some of the structure of the movie. I was very upset. Okay. I I, I just wanted to know. About it, by the I way. just wanted to know if if movie good and they're just like, hey guys, here's here's the thing. I was just like, why are you telling me what this movie is like? So the commercials were designed specifically for you to just see supernatural things that people going not to be a theater and watching out. And not to t- and not to be terrible, but even whatever you think you know this movie is based on what the trailers give away, it ain't that. It's not <laughs> <laughs> so I was very not, upset that someone right. like um, um, take that to me. But I, I basically stopped reading I just scrolled down to the end of the article and they're like, this movie is incredible. They went A plus and you're like, yeah. cool. Yeah, I was like, good job. You got um, bad reviews, but don't you? <laughs> the only thing I think I'd say negatively about this movie is that unlike his previous two films, it wasn't the movie that when I when it was over immediately, I I knew I was deeply and foundly in love. Like it's a movie where like I I want to watch it again because I feel like I'll get more on the second run. Mm-hmm. It's not something where I'm like, oh, I didn't like that movie as much. It's like I feel like I'm going to like it. <laughs> And I want to watch it again to kind of get more into it. Um, but yeah. Moving down the list, I watched the new Avengers movie um, called The Grey Man. And guess uh, what, guys? That, that movie is complete and utter trash. Grim. Everybody loves Grim. <laughs> the latest movie directed by the Russo brothers, starring mm-hmm. Captain America and Ryan Gosling. He's not an Avenger, but I guess we I can mean, give him an Avenger I mean, name. Captain America's beard. That mustache, sorry. Mustache. Mustache. <laughs> the trash stash. Yeah. Um, the let's make this like yeah, so Netflix the things make good movies. We know this. Well, I mean, I didn't expect incredibleness, but this movie was just mm-hmm. really fucking bad. Yeah. Like, okay. like, I've like actively avoided it for that reason. It's yeah. it's empty. It's <laughs> terrible. Mm-hmm. Every if you've seen a trailer and you thought that joke sounded fun, guess what? You just saw the one and only joke that the movie <laughs> has fun with, Word. right? <laughs> um, yeah. It's and it looks ugly. That's the worst part about it for me. It looks ugly. But there's more coming. There's sequels coming. Yeah, man. There's a spin-off. <laughs> it's crazy. David, have you watched this? What? No. Okay. What? So. Um, I, I usually don't do this, but I'm going to stop Andrew now and say I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no. already had one disagreement today. Yep. Us. <laughs> so here's the thing. I am not going to go out there and recommend that anybody watch this. Mm-hmm. I know why I enjoyed it. Uh, but exactly. Oh. Like if if somebody wants this to be like some some spectacular whatever, right? Wow. Something with with like story and it. sure Douglas I'm going to this is specifically yeah. for you not yeah, for yeah. Andrew uh-huh. explain to me how it is dumb all right so it's not dumb like that right it is not Kate Damn. It, <laughs> it is not Raid Redemption it is not that kind of a movie so do not go in there looking for that oh. right it is as I said I actually wouldn't even recommend you watch it. So, like, right? <laughs> Not that I think you'd like, dislike yeah. it. Maybe you would like it for the same reason mm-hmm. I like it. But it is not... There is nothing... Quick question, Douglas. Find, yeah? What's the name of the hill you're on and how can I avoid it? 
it is called watching movies um, while uh, for enjoyment, <laughs> as opposed to watching movies to, to, to look and see if the color palette is right. I'm sorry, I did read an article about the color palette and Andrew just kind of raised how it looked ugly. I mean, it looks um, fucking ugly. Guys, guys, it's a big dumb action movie. Thank you. It's a big dumb action movie. But it has movie people in... So is Skyfall and that movie looks incredible. That yes, movie does, yes, it does look but incredible. Some of it is better than exactly. <laughs> like, if somebody takes time and effort to make things look pretty and whatever, I will give him the kudos he deserves. But yeah. guess what? It wasn't necessary. It's it's one thing when when you when you want <laughs> to give somebody kudos. It is, it is look, appreciated. Look. But without it, the movie was still would have been It's <laughs> one thing if you want to be like, I'll give you kudos for like putting yeah. in extra effort. It's another thing where you see a screenshot and you can't tell where Ryan Gosling is in it. Okay, now that is just a straight up bad mind, right? <laughs> you need more internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like, you know. People who go on Netflix and say, you know, the aspect ratio is off, so the movie is completely unwatchable, like right? No, no, so exactly. So now I, I'm one of those people sometimes who gets upset at it, but guess what? Still I, I still watch it, and I still can figure out who is on the left side and who is on the right side, right? <laughs> because they're there. <laughs> um, but the movie is fine, right? Um, it, you, you know, it's funny. Is do you remember the first time uh, a certain Andrew Robinson watched a certain movie called John Wick? Yes. And he said to us mm -hmm. that that movie is bad because all he does is shoot people. You remember that? I do vividly remember the wrongness. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So the action is kind of like that. It's not this. Again, listen, this it, is not it, it like at, the, at this point in time. I really want Damien to watch this movie, <laughs> but but there is a lot of you know what it is. There is a lot of I am serious and do, do, do. Mm -hmm. and I was here for that. This happened, right? But um, is it John Wick? Is it something like spectacular? No, so it's not, it's it's not big dog, no, it it's is not. medium dog, exactly. Right. It's it's a fine action movie. Right. I watched it. I enjoyed myself a little while. Mm -hmm. If, for example, if this was back in the day and I still had TNT and TBS and it was on, I'd watch that movie. Yeah, but it's not pretty. It's not predator. <laughs> and I'm actually kind of upset because my Hulu was giving me trouble and I knew there was something I wanted to watch. And finally, yep, that new Predator back, movie is coming out this and weekend. And I searched for Prey because Prey. I know Prey came out this weekend, and then I realized it doesn't come out till next week. It's next week. Yeah, I get to watch it on Disney, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I will uninterrupt you, sir. No, man, that's fine. I expected you to come in with with this nonsense. Um, <laughs> at this point, I sincerely and truly wish upon Damien to accidentally watch this movie. I mean, it sounds like I'm going to have to. So. Right. No, I no, I always don't want you to because <laughs> if you ever do like that movie, uh -huh. the amount of just shit that I'm going to take. <laughs> and I if not, we're comparing... I, I officially am not recommending that you watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if we're comparing this down the John Wick line of, line of arguments, um, <laughs> this movie ain't no John Wick, right? No, and, and, and the truth of the matter I is that if we're talking about like just um, cinematography and like how movies look and how I like to experience movies like this, um, personally, and I've said this repeatedly, it's not until John Wick 2 that John Wick kind of got that look that I really love in the John Wick movies, 
right? The action was always there, right? But the look as to like how they how they film and have all of the scenes work out, like that John Wick Two is when they got truly on point with it, right? Um, and this movie, hmm, is rough. Um, <laughs> And we've not even talked about like the nonsense characters, like Billy Bob Thornton just flailing yeah. around in the middle of this movie Billy Bob for no is reason. Essentially, Woody Harrelson. All right. Yeah. Right. Um, and but actually, you know what? There is one thing about this movie that is Kate John Wick esque. Actually, more Kate esque. There is one guy. I don't know his character name. He wears a scarf along with a lot more clothes. He is awesome. All right. Look at that roll in his eyes. I'm trying to remember who this person is right now. Um, like I've already forgotten. Char- I can't remember his character name, but Chris Evans kept referring to him as kind of like my Tamil warrior because you oh. know, Chris Evans' character is an asshole. Right. Okay. No. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you on him. Yeah. He, like he was. He was, he was special. But yeah, I agree was... with you. There, there was no other specialness to this movie, but it still had. This actually, was I actually looked him pools. up. I Chris looked Evans him up after this movie bad. to be like, you must be a Bollywood dude, and he is. And oh, like, he's in a bunch of like Bollywood yeah. action <laughs> movies and stuff. I'm like, art right, cool. Um, but yeah. Speaking Great. of which, Andrew, you need to, or should I say Damien? I don't know. So one of you need to go down the Bollywood um, uh, action movie rabbit hole mm-hmm. and select. The thing that I need to watch after, right? <laughs> because I am not here to watch all that crap, right? <laughs> I want to watch more. Yeah. I think everyone wants to watch more. Yeah. I've recommended that movie to so many people. Oh my God. And I know so there is a piece like Damien. How is a 10 hour long movie that good? They're like Damien Bones. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I'm like, listen. <laughs> listen to me. Do you think I am the type that would lead you down to Bollywood land to bore you? This movie wasn't spectacular. You did me. And they're like, hey man, this movie is terrible. I am going to find you. Yeah. All right. Um, next on my list, I watched Respect. The, the Aretha Franklin movie starring Jennifer Hudson. Or as I like to call it, the Jennifer Hudson story as to how she became popular by singing Aretha Franklin yes. in contests um it's fine it's like it's one of those movies it's along the lines of all of those um you get to enjoy listening to some aretha franklin music sang by jennifer hudson um i kind of so one of the the weird things that i thought was cute um later in her career well the movie ends on the amazing grace album recording right right um and i mean i didn't i mean we know a little bit of the story because of a documentary that came out like a few years ago and this and it was more the story behind like the filming of that and how that ended up happening um and the guy who plays the record producer that she's with at the time is mark maron um of course no i don't like this movie no i i don't like this movie no no um, but I just thought it funny, like they shoot in like this one line towards the end of the movie before that Amazing Grace concert scene starts, where Mark Maron is like, "We should film it for you know the white people." <laughs> so at any point in this movie, um, during that that concert, not concert, that that filming, did they have um, ODB's? Bitch, you better give me my money in the background. It, it was, it was so. <laughs> they had it written on the wall. Um, it was in my head. 
Does that work? Um, so the reason I have that movie, I love that movie, is because it was one of the few movies that put my speakers to work. This is Are we talking respect or amazing grace? Or, uh, respect. Okay. okay. Um, because even though it was someone singing over the songs, uh, it was one of the few movies where having a good speaker system transforms what that movie is. Like that move, like All there's right. times she was singing songs and I was in my feelings. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I know my speaker system isn't the top tier yeah. greatest or whatever, but I've been enjoying it for the last mm -hmm. while that I've had it. This is the first movie where I think, and I, I, w I wasn't sure whether I wanted to blame streaming. I wanted mm -hmm. to blame my television as being the source i wanted to blame a b or c it was the first movie I, I had on where i'm like i think i heard a little distortion somewhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like shit what do i need to check <laughs> i remember because i didn't see that movie in theaters and I'm, that's probably for the best i saw it at home one day and like listening to the noise that was coming out of the speaker i it it is almost like a Tron situation where in my head that movie doesn't exist. It is just a soundtrack. <laughs> um, and I love it. Just like all of that Tron movie, and I know that movie is the worst. <laughs> the worst. All right. So here, I'm finally at the things I really want to talk about. Because I know you guys would have never heard or watched these things without me mentioning it. And you still won't have heard or watched them 22 months from now. Um, <laughs> I watched Ley Lines, a movie from 1999, directed by Takashi Miike. It is his final chapter in the Black Society trilogy, which I've been talking about since the beginning of the summer. I kind of caught up on. The first was the Black Triad, um, the Shinjuku Triad story. Um, <laughs> sorry, the Shinjuku Triad story then was Rainy Dog now is ley lines and i've had ups and downs with this trilogy so far rainy dog is my least favorite um this movie ley lines is my out and out favorite of the trilogy of films um it's about uh three youths young men who are of chinese descent growing up in rural japan and they move to shinjuku and they kind of get embroiled in like some yakuza like underground workings they end up running into a, a young woman prostitute and becoming friends with her and it's kind of a very adventure movie it's very much like a like one of these um almost french new wave more one car y movies where they're just kind of roaming and doing shit like this movie opens literally the, the whole purpose of this movie, because the story is very linear, it's like their entire purpose is they want to leave Japan, right? Literally, the first scene of this movie is like the leader of this these groups of youths who is trying to apply for a passport and they're refusing him. They're saying like, you're not a real Japanese person. You can't get a passport. And his response to it is to pick up a potted plant in the office and fling it in the man's face, right? I mean, that's effective. Right, um, he still didn't get a passport. <laughs> well, I guess not as effective as I thought. Um, and so throughout the whole span of this movie, he's just finding ways to like make money and to have fun and to leave Japan, right? And 
throughout the roaming, he gets involved with these Yakuza's and underground and moneylenders and brothels. And it's just like, it was a movie that I, out of these three, probably was the only one where I was actively like into like the entire runtime of it. Like I was just on this movie and I, I love everything. I don't think I've seen a Takashi Miike film that looks this well made before. Like this, like, like I feel like if you took his name off of it, people would be confused and probably pick random directors that they think made it. And I love that about this movie. Um, and it's not as ultra violent as his usual stuff, which is weird. Um, so yeah, it's, I love this movie. Ley Lines. Um, there's a whole scene of them like on a on on the side of a building balancing eating food and like it's it's just like fun to see these guys just be friends and just do their shenanigans and I quite like it. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about is anime. I'm sorry, it's anime. Um, <laughs> I finally caught up with a show. It's actually a genre of anime I've been ignoring. Um, by the name of Isekai. I don't know if anybody knows what that means. Um, I finally watched a show by the name of Mosho- Mashoka Tensei, um, in which, <laughs> and this is when I've been muted, um, Mashoka, <laughs> Mashoka Tensei. Um, and it's a story basically of a, of a 30-year-old man who dies and he's reincarnated in another world, which is basically the point of Isekai as a genre. It's a, it's a genre of anime in which people are just teleported to fantasy worlds right to do shit some of them are really creepy and really crazy and i've ignored them all because all that i've read about them is just kind of gross but i kept hearing that this one was the good one and while there are a couple a couple moments of like lewd grossness in this show it mostly just feels like a really cool like fantasy show like a lord of the rings sort of story of like this this guy who's just he's reborn in the fantasy world. He can do magic and he like, you get to see him from age zero to 15 in this season and throughout the whole of it. Like I was just enjoying the shit out of it. Some of the animation is incredible. Um, and it's just Mashoko Tensei. Um, otherwise jobless reincarnation, I think is like the subtitle for it. Um, because the man, as you see it occasionally, like it flashes back to his previous life. He's like a, a jobless man stuck in a house, just being sad for himself. Um, I think the second season is going to happen soon, which was random. I don't think I planned that. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really dug this show. (laughs) Um, and even, even like the few horny ass moments of this show, like it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of horny in anime where you feel just creeped about it. It feels almost like a more mature kind of thing where they're like, no, people just have sex here kind of thing. Um, and it's not like completely like creepy all the time, which I find a lot of anime can be. Um, but yeah, Mashoka Tensei, it's really fucking good fantasy TV shows. That's all. Um, Maybe, maybe in my mind, I was thinking about prepping for like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I should watch more fantasy shit. And I saw this and I'm like, let me watch this. There you go. Lord of the Rings, September. Yep. Let's see Which, how bad that is. I, I mean, need to, I, I want to rewatch those movies. I haven't watched them in so fucking long. I think I may have watched them a couple of years ago. I mean, Capleton's new TV show comes out on HBO in August. So. <laughs> and 
Nobody who listens to this podcast will understand what that means. That's, I, that joke was important. American uh, soccer. But yeah, so so yeah, we'll, we'll, let, let's see what that what Amazon does. I mean, they've already done a very well. I don't even know, right? It's hard for me to have any sort of perspective, but um, because I have a feeling that the books are bad, and I just like it because something's wrong with me. But um, that those Wheel of Time shows that was not good. Yeah, but the boys is spectacular, and they the boys is and they take the expanse. Even though the boys, I feel like this last season, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I feel I like it's coming down. I think it's just not as special. I agree. Special. Um, there is the expanse was yes. fantastic. I had my issues with the last season, mm-hmm. but not because of how bad it was, because the last season was still good. Yes. But it felt like it didn't end. It felt yes. like they just kind of stopped. Which sucks, especially yeah. because they're saying that there's there's no more until they so, decide to get yeah. inspiration. So initially, I was with you, or I'm just like, there's more expansive. Mm-hmm. Like you guys haven't the the MacGuffin hasn't been truly explored yet, and there's still things that is happening off world. But then I'm just like, I'm glad they left it open ended. I'm but, glad that the story. Because the story isn't really about the actual expanse. Yeah, yeah, the story yeah. is about the crew and these people. Yeah, exactly. But but if you're doing that, then don't. You see, for me, it's not about like you, you talk about exploring something, and it's not so much about exploring something on the fringes that that hasn't been or answering an unanswerable question. Mm-hmm. Specifically, there was a, a separate storyline yes. that they had uh-huh. that. Literally, like it's not even like I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. Yes. It, it was in the middle of something, yes. and it just decided, what they're if just, I don't? They're just like, right? this is someone else's yeah. problem. And if they, but it's not even someone else's problem. They've created. I know. Ah, yeah. but because if they just didn't have anything from there, and they That's kept like you with the crew, I'd be like, I don't want. <laughs> I don't have time to read books. Okay. All right, I need I need my and that's what, and that's why you should watch Mashoko Tensei. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we are not here to talk about fantasy Amazon. We're here to talk about sports. Ah, no, I'll talk about something else. Uh, so I have watched. I was going to talk about the Gray Man, but we have already. But there's two other things. There's there's a couple TV shows I, I need to talk about. Netflix again has a show that I actually really like. Neil Patrick Harris stars yes. in a show by the name of Uncoupled, mm-hmm. or Uncoupled, rather. Yeah. I saw the trailer for that, and it looked fun. Damien, mm-hmm. I ran through that in like a day. Wow. It's it's eight episodes, mm-hmm. half hour each. Uh, show is amazing. <laughs> I mean, when I say amazing, it is what it is, right? It's a, a, a little yeah, little I saw the trailer. Song. I know what it is. So but it's so good. Yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty sure that all of us here love Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Most people in the world love Neil Patrick Harris. If you love Neil Patrick Harris, you will love this show. This show really leans on him. Um, and it's it's a great little show about some, you know, somebody breaking up and the the shenanigans that we all go through, right? So it's it's fun as hell. I love it. And I really hope that they continue and do more seasons. It feels that way. 
next, Damien, I think I have a show for you. Okay. I'll admit I'm not very far in. I've only watched either two or three episodes. And I'll also admit that we really should not like this show. This show is a show on Peacock. On every platform. Exactly. Right? I'm not familiar. <laughs> it's a streaming show on Peacock. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it has a redeeming factor, which is it's a 2022 show. It started in March. It's already cancelled. And as we all know, that must mean it's that must incredible. mean it's good, right? Yeah. It's a show by the name of Bust Down, B-U-S-T, Bust Down. It stars Chris Red, who is the only person that I recognize in that show, despite not quite knowing why. Oh, maybe I think he's in SNL a few times. He's a former SNL guy. Yeah. So Chris Red, Sam J, Langston Kerman. And Jack Knight. Jack spelled J-A-K. I know who Jack Knight is. Oh, you he do? He passed away. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. He uh, was fond of the oh, party life and passed sucks. away young. He had some, not full specials, but like 30-minute mm-hmm. sets that were out of this world. Well, but he is no longer with us. I am here to tell you, Damien, that I am quite enamored. This show is, it kind of reminds me of Community, mm-hmm. but it it's like a mash of Community and like Key and Peele, but not Key and Peele because it's sketchy in any way, mm-hmm. right? Just the weirdness of it, the like audacity of it. Atlanta, no. Atlanta feels like real people. Oh, Atlanta is... feels like this does not feel oh. like these are real people. <laughs> okay. This does not feel like okay. these are real people with real these stories with real. Curves. Yes. Okay. And I think you will be here for it. All right, cool. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but the the premise there is no premise. The 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 situation is that they all work at this. It looks like a casino, um, and they're friends, the four of them, and shit happens. It's 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 amazing. Um, and they kind of have you know what their relationship reminds me of, and this is a show I've been rewatching lately. Happy endings. The way they they like communicate with each other. I mean, I heard you say amazing earlier. Yeah, that's so why. I really <laughs> and I still would like another apology. <laughs> Apology. Yes. You need to apologize to me oh, because I for this you. whole time I nobody told... said anything to me about <laughs> oh, the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I never said anything about the show. It's my bad. It's my bad. Oh, that show is so good. <laughs> but but the way that they communicate with each other, the way that they have this this strong bond that is never quite explained, and and it's clear that there is just things that like inside jokes that yeah. they're bringing you in on but not quite telling you about like that's how it feels right yeah listen if you find me shows that that are like happy ending i will watch those shows i don't care what it is about that it's not like happy ending that yeah. just that one I know, specific thing I know. but if, if you can draw any parallels to happy because happy ending is a show that ended 
<laughs> yeah, the, someone at a network call that went, I know you guys are having fun, but six people watch this show. <laughs> hey, Damien, I have a show like Happy Endings. It's called oh, Shoko Tensei. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it says, I think you need to delete that show. It says, page not found. That's <laughs> yeah. I um, did type in page not found, but it does say that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm actually like pleasantly surprised. I don't. I, it's one of those shows where I think I don't know why I came across my my ethos, my, my, my you know space, but I I got it. Um, and it's one of those things where you're like, you know what? I really shouldn't start watching this because it can't. There's no. It's on Peacock. Come on. Um, and then I press play, and immediately I was like, all right. I know when you talk about talk about this. Peacock is good for the Rich Eisen show, and that's about sports. And that is <laughs> that is it. I don't. There's nothing on that platform. I there is one I show I liked on Peacock. It was oh, that sure. one with um. Lenny, Len, Lenny James. That one. No, not Lenny James. It was the Doctor show. Um, Doctor Death. Oh, I think is the name of it. Not. I tried, Andrew. I did. I, I got halfway it. through, and oh my god, that show's bad. But there is a show that I've I've also gotten and just haven't um, got the energy to, to press play on that stars Lenny James that that sh- I imagine should be good because it's one of those shows where Peacock says it's a Peacock show but it's really like ITV or Channel Four or somebody there. Right. Um, so so I'll, I'll think I think it's called Rescue Me. I think something like that. Yeah, I've heard that name before. I'm looking on Lenny James IMDb and he has a show here called Save Me. I wonder if that's what you're talking about. That's probably it. Yeah, and he's wearing like a yellow yellow jacket thingy. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the picture I'm seeing here. Okay, cool. Um, So, yeah, that show is great. Bust down. Finally, I will let you uh, speak to the sports. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'll just mention because it wasn't as big a deal for me this year as it was last year or as the other things that I have spoken about recently, which are of this ilk, are. I watch yet another music festival, or at least a bit of one. Lollapalooza was this year again. If you recall, last year I fell in love with the Foo Fighters thanks to Lollapalooza, and there was a lot more music that I felt I I connected with. This year, not so much. First off, my Hulu was giving me troubles, so it was a little bit hard to watch the streams. But second off, I actually looked at the lineup, and it just wasn't me right uh i did watch maybe not most but some quite a bit uh, of i watched a chunk of the headliner who was green day now just like foo fighters i too remember green day in their heyday and was not a fan because again i was a little young and so to me all of it was the white people music right uh unfortunately i'm here to tell you that while watching that performance, nothing changed. <laughs> it was still Green Day. It was still something that I didn't quite connect with. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. But they, of course, had to play that song. <laughs> I think they closed on that song. No, no. Um, did they open with American Idiot? I didn't watch the opening. <laughs> I, I got there somewhere. And with that, I've exhausted, exhausted all my Green Day knowledge. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> Uh, despite me not quite enjoying myself 
I was very happy that it existed, that it was on so, some service that I was able to watch it on. And I really hope that more people do this. And also, I would like the Hulus, the Peacocks, the whatever services of this world that get these things to listen to BBC, right? Now, I understand. If you're just putting your stream up on YouTube because you're trying to, to get more people to watch it, I will accept that you don't have the capacity or you don't want to like you know, do what the iPlayer does, which is cut it up, categorize it, keep it there so that I can watch it whenever I want. Fair enough, right? Coachella, I'm not going to 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 bad you. Pitchfork, I'm upset with you about the roots, but I I also am not going to bad you up there. But when you have a deal with a Hulu, which is, I would imagine at least the number two most popular streaming service in the world, right? Well, maybe not in the world, but definitely in the US. Yeah. Um, Hulu, you need to spend the money, right? You've bought the rights. Yeah. You have been paying you to watch it. Please. Yeah. Try. Try. <laughs> watch. Actually, Coachella was on um, BBC iPlayer, mm -hmm. so I'm kind of upset that I didn't yeah. do it that, that time. But I did do it with uh, Glastonbury. Yeah. Look at what they did for Glastonbury. Literally, every performance that they, at least that they streamed, they had just that set available. Um, they did all sorts of other clips and things. You don't need to do that for me. It's fine. Don't like, you don't need to show me the best no, of. No extra work. No yeah. extra work. But at least, like, know when it starts and when it ends and chop it and just give me that and say, let me search for Jack White. Let me search for, for Green Day if I want to listen to Green Day again, right? Let me, let me search for all of those things so that I can uh, do what that that uh, fair, what that, um, that that festival is made for, which is to introduce me to new music, to, to, to let me sit down and be like, you know what, I really want to listen. For example, I now have an old album of Gabriel's. I'm pretty sure I have either pre-ordered or, or click like follow on their site so that when the Gabriel's new album comes out, I have it. And that is because I saw an amazing set at Coachella. Uh, and and there are a couple of other folks like I mean listen to we've already spoken today for a second time on this podcast about Amma Mark right please 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 that would be wonderful um, however with that said I'll take whatever I can get so I'm hoping next weekend I don't even know what's happening but next weekend somebody give me some more music for me to watch thank you very much Damian what have you been watching uh, sports uh, all right so first. Uh, the WNBA is on. Um, it is like basketball, <laughs> but with women. Okay. And like basketball, it's good. Um, uh, Sue Bird is about to retire. Uh, people who don't know her, shame know. on you. Yeah. Um, she's hands down the greatest uh, lady basketball player that I've ever seen, and. Uh, she has been so great for so long that it feels it feels like losing a friend because she was just part of it. Like every year, you I just go and watch her play. Whoever mm -hmm. she's always in the playoffs. She was dry. Last year, she like 
in the in the semifinals, she sprinkled magic upon herself and just willed herself to be better than the other team and drag her team in the final. She eventually lost, but it didn't matter. Just being able to see someone that good just will themselves to be better um, is what sports is all about. And so the WME is not playoff time yet, but you can enjoy regular, but I forgot how early it started in the summer. And I was dreading how dry the summer was going to look. But I was incorrect. Uh, WNBA is on. Watch the WNBA. But in the last two weeks, two things happened. The Euro, the yes. women's Euro yes. finished. Andrew's team won. Except Andrew doesn't care if he doesn't look. I don't see him in an Ingram jersey. Nothing. Because he's, he's uh, sexist. He's racist. <laughs> he's racist <laughs> Raheem <laughs> Sterling and Saka didn't win it why yeah. do I care yeah fair, fair point because um, they're trash and your other team is better um, my biggest fear entering the Euros was that there was going to be teams that were blowing out other teams that's not usually fun to watch I thought I heard disparity. that France was like the, the favorites. Right. You don't want a giant disparity in the teams because it feels uncompetitive that way. In the group stage, it's fine, but as it progresses, less and less fine. And it's happened in a few women's World Cups where, especially the USA, are just walking through these teams and it feels so inevitable. You're just like, this doesn't seem great. And the level of play genuinely generally wasn't as high as I'd have liked it to be. I have no such complaints with this Euros. Yeah, the Euros wasn't, yeah. Every single As team. I said, there, there were a couple of group stage yeah. games that were right. off kilter, but outside of that, it was pretty the, good. The goals were spectacular. The level of play was spectacular. And the enthusiasm that people finally showed at these, like, it's at the final, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know which stream you watch. I watched it on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ian Dark made sure to let you know multiple times that not only was this final the Media. most, um, like, for uh, a Euro uh, for, for a women's Euro final, it right? The, the most people, any, I, it, yeah. it was the biggest for anyone, yeah. including the men, men. right? Yeah. And they did kind of. Put it in, and you know it's true, but you kind of you kind of say, "All right, guys, don't don't bother like um, styling this way." Yeah. But they did kind of put it in to say, "Hey, but remember last year in Euros, nobody could come because yeah. of you know the COVID." So sure. so that's why it is this way. But yeah. even even without that, guys, they, let them have this win, right? <laughs> like this it, is the most attended is Euro so plain on its face. What needs to happen to grow the women's sport? I just don't understand why no we did it here in this country to track and field and we're the, one of the most backwards ass countries <laughs> when it comes to it. Uh, it's simply putting on and I want them to do this with all professional sports where it is possible. Just put the women's games concurrent with the men's. Let me decide if I want to see West Ham be trash at football or I want to see the Chelsea women's team. But, but even more than that, right? Invest in it so that it looks the same. Because right. the truth is, the EPL actually does that, right? So the English Premier League has the women's games and the men's games 
on the same weekends at the same time essentially but um they play watch, at different groans yeah they do play at different groans it's almost like if you if you watch a game it looks almost like you know when you see those early round fa cup right. games where it's played yeah. at like swindon and they're yeah, like right. that ground is not good yeah. <laughs> but even worse than that andrew first of all the grounds look horrible but second of all there are some of them you know where literally it just has one camera right right it's Horrible. So invest in it as well, right? You you cannot. Um, there was actually a like big that. thing I remember recently when it came to the Manchester United women's team, where they were like, "It's their first game in Old Trafford," and I'm like, "Really? Like the?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, there are always away games. So when Manchester United ladies is playing, it's not so simple though, Damian. Because I know what you're going to say, right? But think about it this way: those leagues, it's not like when the men have win, right, and Manchester United men win, it does not automatically mean that the Manchester United women are in the same league and win as well and are, are there, no, right? So, no, it's so still I kind of how we're because, because of where we are now, put wherever the nearest big stadium is, mm-hmm. it's not hard to change a banner, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, if, if Man U gets knocked out of the league and there is a women's team, that is close to Manchester United. Everybody on, if I am a manual ticket holder and I can pay a little bit more money and know that every single weekend I will be able to walk into Old Trafford, sit down with all of these people. If it even is that we watch the away game on the screen, you get to do that. And then at whatever point, the ladies take the field mm-hmm. and just watch them play football. Yeah. Everyone would sign up for that. And I know that because every time they do this with Euros, the numbers are gigantic. And when they do it with the World, Women's World Cup, finally, they started investing some money. Yeah, in look at the numbers. It looks great. The, NBA, the WNBA last year, that finals was the first time they played in the big arena and they sold out the entire 30. Because if you put it in front of people, they will just watch it. Of course. The World Championships this year was not headlined by the men hundred mm-hmm. meters yeah. for like the second year, the second World Championships Everybody in a row. Everybody's just like, minutes. what are these women doing? <laughs> what is the times look like? Can someone break the world record? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it happens concurrently. It's such a simple thing. I know there's people who are going to talk about sponsorships and money or whatever. Well, let's not be narrow-minded here. The same people who are invested in these male football just build look it at, and they point will come. A spreadsheet and go. Yeah. If we do, the, imagine buying Manu stock in the fifties. <laughs> no, like and also the, the thing is too. And if we're going down this technical, like logistical rabbit hole, it's it's the league and the um the association's responsibility, right? Because how it operates is. The association is generally responsible for both, right? And the association collects that sponsorship money, right? And then does it all. So just because, sure, Barclays, for example, I'm not even sure if they still do it, but let's say they are the title sponsor of the, the men's Premier League, right? That money don't have to all go to the men's, right? right? You can take a piece of that money and invest it in other things, right? And and the truth is they do that, like. The CEO's salary is not the men's football um, right. 
putting it on, right? They take a piece of that money and pay everybody that is employed there. Exactly. They take a piece of that money and do corporate social responsibility. Right. They do all sorts of things, right? So they could take a piece of that money and siphon it to the women just and glad, make them so that... I'm know, just glad that even though um, we've had this uh, ass-backward system for so long, and also, listen, we've had te- like tennis did this yes. so long Look ago. at tennis. And Damien, like, no, I know you can argue that that the people I'm about to say are like mm-hmm. probably one of the greatest ever. But right now, can you name me one men's tennis player that's more famous than the, the than Serena? Than, than no. either of them? The, no. The, the, the Serena, Serena, no. Like you can say Roger Federer, of course, but in all honesty, no. Serena's merchandise is, is blowing everybody else up. Of course. I'm sure they are once in a lifetime generational right. talents, but the right. only way but, you know, they become that is if everyone I just turn on tennis <laughs> and there's just women playing tennis. Yeah. I shouldn't have to choose and be running up and down and jumping through hoops. Just put them on the, the thing and I will watch it. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me you can't do it because the only reason you can't is because you haven't. Right. Well, uh thank you for joining us on the Unnamed Sports Podcast. Yeah. Um, right, so Euros was fantastic, and of course the um, World Athletic Championship that Douglas refuses to watch. Uh, America I won, watch a piece but Batman is very active. So which which tennis them. was? Which Open was was playing maybe three weeks ago? I was think that? it was the French. It was French. I think so. It was it. More importantly, guys, we're three days away from the Premier League starting. Yes, we are. Right. I mean, it's right. In fact, his team is actively not. Yeah. My team, at least, I mean, we we, we got Sterling. Yeah. We, we now have Koulibaly. This is my Robin Hood Robin Hood a seek son deceive none for each one must teach one at least one must flow and show the structure of freedom it's me done cause petty things we don't need them let's focus to create something great for all that sees them they innocent they know not what they face while politicians save face genius minds lay the waste if i wasn't kicking rhymes i'd be kicking down doors creating social change and defending the poor the guards always been militant and ready for war we're gonna snatch up the ringleaders send them home in their drawers but first where's the safe at let's make them show us and tell them hurry up give up the